0: Are you not entertained?
1: Get busy living or get busy dying. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Thanks for joining us this week on Taboo Talk with Jay Lauder. And I'm really excited about today's podcast. I'm glad that you joined us. With what's going on in the country right now, one of the biggest issues is people are unwilling to listen. I think a lot of solutions could be found if people would just hear what other people have to say. And I think it's a a, a great leading right now. I think some of the problems that we're facing, uh, we see tolerance, but it's only tolerance so long as someone agrees with our own opinion. And there's a propensity to try to shut down anybody else rather than hearing them. And I I believe personally that in order to relate to other people, in order to build a relationship with other people, uh, you've got to understand them. And the only way that you can understand other people is by a willingness to befriend them, uh, to get to know them, to understand them, and to listen to what they have to say. And, of course, right now with what's going on in the nation, we see... Um, a lot of things going on with uh, racial division. Uh, there's a lot of political division. Of course, the coronavirus is a big issue right now. But there's so much division right now in, in our country. And so I think that today, uh, one of the things that we're trying to accomplish is is showing that it is possible to have a differing viewpoint from somebody and yet still maintain a great relationship. And today's guest, I believe, is a good example of that. We've got a friend of mine that um, I've known. Gosh, Barry, how long have I known you?
0: I believe we met, uh, I moved down here in October, so sometime right around the October, November time frame.
1: Okay, so a little less than a year, but Barry and I have become really good friends. Barry's from the Pacific Northwest, the, the Seattle <laughs> area. And... Um, And so you're gonna find out today that Barry and I come from somewhat different backgrounds and we certainly come from different beliefs. But yet in spite of that, and I don't just say this because we're doing a podcast and I know Barry would agree, Barry and I have become really good friends. I mean, we've become very close. And quite frankly, even though there are some key things that we are diametrically different as far as our viewpoints, that we have so many things in common. And when I say Barry's a friend, I don't mean like he's somebody that we just bring on for a podcast. Barry's a guy that um, we are—we spend time together. He's over our house quite a bit. We love watching sports together, and um, we have a lot of commonality in regards to um, even—believe it or not—even some of our political viewpoints are are, are very much in alignment. Uh, a lot of our viewpoints about success, about business, uh, but at the same time, we have some very different viewpoints and. Right. But in spite of that, it hasn't caused any division whatsoever. Um, I can honestly say I, I love Barry like a brother, uh, and and I truly mean that today. So, Barry, thank you for joining us today. Uh, welcome to the podcast,
0: Jay. Thank you very much for for having me today and 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 uh, the warm opening. Um, yeah. You know, you, you're you're exactly right. We have uh, stark stark differences, um, but there's there's a common core, and I think that that most people have that when it comes to connectivity. Um, and and I absolutely love you, and I love the conversations that we have because they have substance, they have depth, and though we do have things that we differ on, it's. There's just an energy. I, I I will say energy throughout the uh, the the podcast. But but there's there's that positive energy that I feel with you, and and I just thank you very much for for having having this podcast. Well,
1: man, I'm glad to have you. Recently, Barry, um, we went to a rodeo together um, in Fort Worth. It's a big time rodeo, and I'd been given some free tickets. And it's a two hour drive from our home to Fort Worth. And Barry sat in the front seat, and everybody else was in the back of the Tahoe. And honestly, it seemed like the ride was about five minutes. I couldn't believe that we were home. And then when we got home, uh, everybody else went in the house, and
0: Barry and I sit in the driveway, and I don't want to exaggerate, but I know it was at least an hour. It had to, it, it was either an hour, an hour and a half, because I, I think your your son had come out and was like, is everything okay? And <laughs> I think we actually went to go get gas. Yeah, we were that's like, right. That's we're like, right. hey, this is a great conversation. Let's just keep this going. And and that's what I love about you, is that you and I have these, these in-depth conversations, and, and And it's not so much about the differences. It's just, it's a very similar outlook.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, I treasure your friendship and it has enabled me to, I think, you know, one of the things that I want to do as an evangelist, I think it's important for me to be able to understand different viewpoints and different backgrounds. I don't think it's just important for me. I think it's important for for everybody. Uh, But Barry, unlike what you see a lot in the news media or on social media, Barry and I have discussions, but yet we have discussions, and it's never argumentative. It's never combative. Uh, It's always, honestly, and I can say in every single scenario, it's always been a listening ear trying to understand one another. And so, anyway, I am glad to have him today. Um, Obviously, I think most of you already have a little background on me, but to make it just a brief overview, for me, I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, we went to church on a regular basis but as the old saying goes, can't see the forest for the trees. So I was surrounded by something, but I had not been impacted by it. It was just something that we did growing up in the South and uh, pretty much thought I knew who God was and didn't realize until I was 21 years of age and my life completely unraveled. Um, Through a series of losses, one being uh, a job, one being... um, getting put on academic probation and basically leaving college. And then losing my girlfriend uh, at 21 years of age was a little too much. Uh, There was a suicide attempt by me. And then a short time later, I went to an an evangelistic event and um, really only went because the guy that was speaking was someone who had attempted suicide. And I went hoping to get some building blocks of how to overcome some of those thoughts that were running through my head. I didn't go to hear anything about God or Jesus because that really wasn't, I'd walked completely walked away from that. But that night I heard the gospel, the gospel meaning the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and realized that even though I knew about Jesus, I had never really known him personally. And it was explained to me that if I were willing to put my faith in him and receive him in my life, uh, that not only would I be forgiven and 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 spend eternity in heaven, but really more important to me at the time was a new beginning and a new life and purpose and meaning. And uh, that night changed my life. And ever since then, I've been spending my life pretty much trying to share that message. Um, I don't go around harpooning people, and Barry would be the first to tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go around trying to prove how right I am and how wrong everybody else is, but sharing that message that, that changed my life. And so, Barry, part of what played a role in the beliefs that eventually transformed my life and shaped me, part of that did revolve around my background of growing up in a Christian home, again, living in the South. And I know, again, you're from the Pacific Northwest, but it was kind of a staple. And and in many ways, it was an advantage. But honestly, in some ways, it was a disadvantage because I think sometimes you can be so surrounded by something, you can become inoculated to it. Oh, And, And that's really what happened to me. Uh, but it was a life-changing experience, and uh, it, it's really ironic sitting across the table talking to Barry. Barry, I'm sure that if somebody would have told you as a person who, and I don't want to put a label on you because I don't know if you really call yourself an atheist or an agnostic, but, but uh, I'm sure that even if somebody would have told you as recent as a year and a half ago, that you would become really close friends with a full time evangelist, you probably would. Yeah, you would do what you're doing now, which is laughing. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it, it's. I believe in evolution. I, I am very much an atheist. Um, I believe in having conversations with those from from different walks of life. It's it's all about connectivity. Um, and and you're you're exactly right. Uh, I think a year and a half ago, my brain wasn't evolved. My heart my soul wasn't evolved to what it is now. And I would completely agree with you that, yeah, if somebody said, oh, Barry's going to have an evangelist as a friend. I, I just got back from the Northwest and I said, oh, yeah, my, my friend of mine, he's an evangelist. Barry and, and has a friend that's an evangelist? They, they're, they're completely flabbergasted. But over the, the the course of time, I evolved and said, you know, why should I be so combative to something that I don't believe in? Instead, I want to start reaching out and, and not miss out on opportunities of Cultivating relationships that transcend time and distance. I, th- I think that's what we need more of in this world. Yeah. You know, Barry, if you would,
1: you know, I've shared a little bit and just kind of a, a Cliff Nose version of, yeah. of my upbringing. If you would, uh, I'd like for our listeners, and I'd like to hear part of what your upbringing was. Did you guys go to church? Did you come from an atheist background? Uh, you know, what what was a part of that upbringing that, that helped led you to the beliefs that you
0: now hold? Um, mine was, my, my family, we didn't go to church um, per se. Like there wasn't a Sunday activity or a Saturday for, for some other faiths. Um, my grandmother on my mother's side was, is Jehovah's Witness. Um, a good friend of mine growing up was Latter-day Saints. So he was uh, wow. he was a Mormon, um, had a lot of friends that, that were either Lutheran or Buddhist, and my parents always gave us the opportunity, my sister and I both, that, hey, if you want to go you know, see this, if it's something you might like, go experience it. We're not going to push something on you. Right. We want you to come to your own conclusions when it comes to faith. And so, growing up, I would go to I would go to the Kingdom Hall with my grandmother on Sundays, and I remember when it was five hours long, and we'd read the Watchtower, the Awake, the Bible. Um, I'd go to uh, uh, what is it, the the Temple? Um, you know, a friend of mine was was LDS, and so I I see what that was about. Um, a really fun story was my father uh, my father would always let in uh, people of faith into our home. So, you know, the, the, the common thing is, oh, no, it's the Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, no, it's the Mormons. They're coming to knock on the door. And my father was, hey, come on in. And they would have dinner with us. And my dad always said, look, you know, you can express what you believe in, but by the same token, you need to have the respect for me when I explain mine. And these people would come over. I kid you not, Jay. They would come over usually every week, and they would have dinner with us. They would, you know— We'd all pray together, and when we'd have conversations. So, my upbringing was very holistic in the sense of I was I was given the opportunity to choose whatever path I wanted. And over the years of just this constant curiosity of what is it, you know, when I look at these different faiths, it it kind of all has the same story. And I just sort of came to the realization that you know it's it's a story to kind of keep order. Mm-hmm. talk about the earth being thousands of years old. I just always thought of it as okay. So there were people that were killing and, and raping and, and doing all sorts of harm to other people. Let's create something that is going to put order and not have people kill people. And so that's kind of my, my outlook on life.
1: Um, yeah. I know one time you mentioned to me, um, about, um, there had been a discussion with someone who was a believer like me, mm-hmm. uh, actually my cousin. And, um, it had been combative. And with the upbringing that you, your dad had where anybody was welcome, we'll listen to all opinions, we'll listen to all viewpoints, what led you to that place where you were not so long ago where any discussion about God was combative to the place where you are now where you are willing to have those discussions and even be friends with somebody who's a full-time evangelist?
0: I, I think therapy. I thank therapy for a lot of things. Um, I highly recommend it to people. I know it's a taboo thing and and especially with men, you know, they're, oh, I don't want to go just air out my problems. I started going to therapy. I was in a very dark place. Um, and through that, I, I knew where my lack of faith was, but I realized that it was more of an inward thing that I needed to really kind of exercise some things out and started having conversations and really... Started opening my eyes to maybe I shouldn't be so shut off to someone that doesn't necessarily believe that I believe because at 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 the, at the core, I it doesn't bother me that somebody is Christian or Buddhist or or you know Muslim or whatever it is I want to know what that person is because that person's character means more to me than what deity they believe in or monotheistic Man, you know
1: I I, I respect. I so respect that viewpoint of being able to, and and again, we've talked about this a lot about, and even I referenced it at the beginning of the podcast about that's where some of the major issues stem from in our country right now, a lack of willingness to listen or respect differing viewpoints. And, and I, I think it's extremely crucial to be able to do that. And again, I think that's one of the treasures of that has made my relationship with you so meaningful to me. Um, and I'd like to think that you've grown from it, and I've grown from it, and Absolutely. we will continue to do so. And and I appreciate the fact that, that over time there has been that openness there to be willing. And quite frankly, let me also say on, on my behalf, there was a time that I probably, just as you would not have wanted to engage in dialogue with a believer, there was a time that I wouldn't have been able to in my younger years I couldn't have had a friend who was an atheist. It would have been more of a debate or more of an argument or more of a proving. And I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail, but I do want to just briefly say also that one of the things I love about you is your openness. You just mentioned going to therapy. Some people would never admit that, especially on a podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there are people out there who are friends of mine that I respect that think, oh, gosh, therapy or going to a counselor. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me just say... um, uh, again, without getting off on a rabbit trail, I also have been to counseling. I've been to marriage counseling. I've never been ashamed of it. Matter of fact, I've I've even written articles, national articles, where I think therapy or counseling is, is a good thing. And of course, as a believer in Jesus Christ, that the Lord can use that as a tool to help people. So anyway, uh, I appreciate that. So, you know, Barry, I talked a little bit about what my beliefs are in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. My conviction is, that Jesus Christ is not a way, but he's the only way. And of course, he says that in John 14, 6. You know, he says that I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. And he says, No man comes to the Father but by me. And that's very difficult for some people to wrap their minds around, okay, it's either Jesus' way or the highway. And, and it's very offensive to some people. Nonetheless, it is a statement that he made. And my my conviction is, is that either Jesus is who he said he was, or he's a complete fake phony pseudo imposter he can't be a good teacher a moral leader and at the same time be lying to people claiming to be something uh, that he wasn't and so um, looking at what he's done in, in in my life and what i've seen in the lives of literally thousands upon thousands of people that i've traveled who and met over the years who have also come to that place of recognizing that they believe that their sin has separated them from god that the only way to have that sin forgiven is through a personal, not intellectual, but a personal faith placed in Christ and what he did. And so, um, again, I've I've made very clear what those beliefs are. If you would, I'd like for our listening audience to hear, um, and I think some people are confused about, okay, what's the difference between an atheist and an agnostic? What actually does an atheist believe? And I'd like for you to share that, what what those personal convictions and beliefs are.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, You know, agnostic would would be someone that says, I don't know the answers, but I'm open to, you know, something being out there. I just don't know what it is. Um, an atheist like myself is I, I don't believe that there's any, any power out there. I, I believe in energy. I believe in evolution. Um, I, I, I guess I can't tell you how it starts, but maybe it's just it's not in the forefront of my mind i look at i look at the bible and i see it as parables i look at it as life lessons that were written you know gospels or you know written by man and they're things that people apply their life by i mean you you referenced was it was a john 4 16 14 6. Yeah. 14, six. Uh, and and I, I love the way that you just you have that ability to just to it pops right in the back of your head um I, I in my belief i look at that as there was there was something that happened in in that time frame, and they wrote it down, and it was open to interpretation. And I almost look at it like cloud gazing. You know, you look at a cloud and you might see, you know, a, a spaceship, and I look at it and see a car. We're both looking at the same thing. Right. I just have a different interpretation of it. Personally, I believe that the the Bible was written to keep order, and in a time where there was a lot of violence going on it was, and, and granted there were a lot smaller people to get people to believe you have to use some sort of, um, bad, bad, you know, uh, I guess I, I should probably word it a little bit better. Um, a fear, you know, fear, order sort of structure and what bigger way to have me not want to kill someone than saying, well, God will judge you at the end. Oh, well I better shape up. So, you know, over, over my time frame, I've just kind of looked at, at things and said, um, you know, there there are things that you live by. I live by the Ten Commandments. Believe it or not, Jay, I I live by the Ten Commandments. Um, Does that,
1: you know, and honestly, I do.
0: I do. Uh, you know, even hearing <laughs> you say that. Except for the covet part, because I, I think that keeps the economy going.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, hearing someone who is an atheist say, I live by the Ten Commandments, I think some people listen to this podcast will go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, explain that. How is it just a matter of when you look at something like the Ten Commandments, you say, okay, hey, these are life principles. Because I know one day we had a discussion, and and I was afraid to say it because I thought you might be offended. But I Mm. I said to you, I said, if I'm, if, let's just, for the sake of argument, I said to you, if I'm right and you're wrong, you've lost everything. Mm. And you weren't upset by it. But I also said, at the same time, if I'm wrong, if If what I believe about Jesus was not true, if there wasn't an afterlife, if if there wasn't forgiveness of sin, I made this statement to you that I believe that just by living the principles of the Bible, even if Jesus wasn't who he said he mm-hmm. was. and I, I remember clearly, you agreed that living by those principles, even if Jesus wasn't who he said he was, which obviously I believe he is and you don't. Mm-hmm. But even you agreed that you felt like the tenets of living by what He taught, would be beneficial to anybody. Do you recall that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do, and and I I do believe that the Ten Commandments. You know, there there are a few that, you know, and I'd have to reread them and go, okay, this one doesn't. But but as far as the Golden Rule, you know, I I try to treat everyone as if I was wanted to be treated. Right. You know, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't believe in stealing. I think they're just they're just rules that humanity should live by. They just happen to be something biblical. And I go, you know, eh, I I don't. Just because the religion is there and it's, it's attached to it, I, it doesn't mean I need to throw it out and say, no, that's, that's all jargon. You know, I look at it and go, well, maybe there's some truth there. It's, it's the parable effect. I look at it. There's, there's a story there. There's ten rules. They make sense. And, and you know, whether, whether that makes me less of an atheist, I, 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 would, I would argue that point. But it's that they're just rules to live by. Be, you know, be a good person. I usually say the world is broken down to two different types of people, either you're cool or a tool, so don't be the latter.
1: <laughs> what would some of your atheist friends, I mean, do they know that you adhere to the Ten Commandments? Does that yeah, seem yeah. blasphemous to them that you can be an atheist but yet take tenets of the Bible and go, or and commands of the Bible and go, you know what, I should apply that to my life? Is that foreign to them?
0: No, no. Um, you know, we... Uh, <laughs> Contrary to what I'm sure a lot of people believe, we we don't have these little meetings where we go, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bash athe or we're gonna bash Christianity, and and we're gonna we're gonna bring atheism to the forefront. No, um, I think it's just it's not important to us. Um, I believe in the energy. I believe that you know being a good person because I don't know, you know I have my beliefs, but I don't know, and that's that's the fun part about life for me is just constantly staying curious, you know, wanting to reach out. Um, will it change my opinions? Probably not, but I believe in evolution. I very well could evolve. I'm not, I'm not closed off to that, but by the same token, I, I just kind of think of it as, as Santa Claus or the Easter bunny. They're, They're, they're a way to get you to live a certain way. And as far as my, my atheist friends, I'm, I think I have maybe two or three because most people would fall under the, well, I know that there's something there, but I can't prove what it is. And it's, it's just not important to us, you know. I don't want to get too far from this. No, trail, absolutely. But as
1: somebody being from the Pacific Northwest and moving to Texas, <laughs> we've talked about how different it is. And do you feel like that? And, and I've been to Seattle quite a bit, and, and I love Seattle. Matter of fact, I'm super excited about the new hockey team. Big time excited
0: about it. I'm still a Stars fan, but yeah, go go Seattle
1: Kraken. <laughs> well, so am I. So am I. But I am going to cheer for them. Um, do you think that? because I do believe culture plays a role. Do you think that growing up in a area like, and and that's not in any way being negative towards or or, or criticizing the Pacific Northwest or Seattle, Mm But but I mean I've been there and it is different. And not saying that it's worse or, or it's better. It's just different. And do you think that's played a role as well in some of your beliefs?
0: I I would tend to think so. Uh, the one thing I will say that the stark difference is uh, Texas has uh, churches on every corner. In the Pacific Northwest, in Seattle, we have Starbucks on every corner. And now <laughs> I now I come here and I see less Starbucks, more churches. And you go back home where where I'm from, and you see you know more Starbucks, less churches. I think it does. Um, but. I think there's more to it than just a, a faith-based. It's, it's people. Um, down here, there seems to be more hospitality. It's more as, uh, I want to reach out and know my neighbor, uh, to where in the Northwest it's very much closed off. You know, you, there aren't people having cookouts on a regular basis or, or getting to know. Now, now granted I'm, I'm over, um, generalizing this and, and there are a few outliers, but for the most part, it's very much, look, I'm doing my own thing and, that's what it is to where down here, there's, there's a little bit more of a community. Um, and, and yeah, I, I would say that that living up there, um, the one thing I would say too, is that, you know, maybe, maybe because of my upbringing where my parents kind of gave us the, the ability to choose that might've had a play to it as well. Um, there's, there's all sorts of factors and I, I can't reduce it to just one. Um, but that's, that's the fun thing of, you know, after this podcast, I'll go home tonight and I'll think about it and I'll go, well, was it was it the area that I grew up in well, was it could, could that have played a part of it could this and and you know start kind of replaying things
1: well I think I, I mean I think it's undeniable that for each of us the parents that we had the area in which we live the friendships that we've maintained all play a role in that I'm not saying that they're always the deciding factor but I, I do think they're a part of that. If I'm not correct, now your mother is a Christian, isn't that correct? She is. Yeah.
0: She is, and she's a fairly devout believer. I yeah, think. Absolutely. She's. She's got your books. I think I sent you a yeah, photo yeah, when I was, I was, up, excited I was up at her house. That. I was like, oh, hey, look, Jay. Hey, look, your, your books out. Yeah. Here. Um. Yeah. She. She is. Um. And do you all engage in these discussions? Oh, yeah. And yeah. is it civil, like it is between you and I, where it's a listening and going back and forth and talking about it? This is. This is something where you know, I'll. Uh, I would say that my growth has, uh, propelled us to have more, you know, open discussion because, you know, I, am not ashamed in saying for the longest time I was very closed off, very abrasive. Um, and it was that festering negativity. And, and as, as I mentioned, therapy kind of helped iron that out. And now I do have these conversations, you know, I mean, every once in a while, my mother will say, I'm praying for you. And I said, well, you know, as long as you include some of the other people around the world that, you know, uh, given the circumstances, they, that, Maybe God's not there. Maybe help them out too, um, but but we we engage in conversation now, and that's what I appreciate the most. Is now we can we can move forward and evolve our relationship to that next level.
1: Do you, I know you mentioned therapy as being one of the catalysts for openness? Is there something beyond that that have played roles in it that you've met other believers that. That, that maybe somewhere along the line that also helped break some of that ice? Because, I'm I, you know, again, oh. I, even, I, I didn't want to just say on your side, because, again, even on my side, there was a time where, I mean, I, I just wouldn't have been friends with an atheist, mm-hmm. which for me is really ridiculous because the whole idea is I believe as a Christian, my goal is to build bridges. My goal is not to isolate people Uh, not to push them away. And how can any of us grow in any capacity if every person who doesn't agree with us or hold the same political values or religious values, again, I want to be a bridge builder. And the truth of the matter is I don't agree with my wife on everything, my kids on everything. I don't even agree with Jay on everything, let alone anybody else. But was there something else other than therapy that... That, that helped break that ice maybe or a certain relationship with somebody that you had that was a believer or was it just solely therapy?
0: I, it was it was therapy and therapy of, I mean, it was very much a domino effect. Therapy led me to realize that, you know, maybe this career isn't my field. Maybe this environment isn't my field. And um, you know to, to, to be perfectly honest, for the longest time in in my, I would say I was being willfully ignorant, which is not a good thing. Um, I looked at Texas and I go, why, w- why would anybody want to live there? It's just, you know, God and guns. I, uh, th- those people are all, you know, knuckle-dragging, dragging, you know, uh, uh, people. And it wasn't until I experienced it. And that's my new Sort of approach to life is go experience something, now, not everything. You know, I'm not saying go, you know, hold up a bank just to see what it's like, because uh, that would go against the Ten Commandments that the atheist lives by. Um, <laughs> but in a sense, try something new, forge a new relationship, um, have an uncomfortable conversation, because you might come out of it and say, "Wow, I guess I didn't see it that way." That was interesting, and I came down to Texas and I go, "Wow, actually." I could see myself living down here and now I, I don't see myself ever going back to the Northwest to, to live. I, I like things down here for the time being and and who knows what, what years may come. But, um, as far as one person, I think it was sort of a snowball effect. You know, it's, it's, um, realizing that maybe inside, I, I had some things I needed to get out and I did it my way. And then that kind of opened my eyes to go, wow, you know, the world isn't bad. Texas is great. You know, uh, Christians aren't, they're, they're not the enemy. I should be having relationships with them because at the end of it, um, I look at my life and say, it's the impact that I've had. That's what, what is truly a good life for me. And having,
1: well, you're known by the problems you create or the problems you solve. And that holds true I, with everybody, atheist, believer, or anybody else.
0: And, and that, uh, that's the first time I've ever heard that, so that's that's uh, really eye opening for me. I I enjoy that, but uh, a lot but, yeah. of
1: truth to it, though.
0: Oh, I, you just sang it. I'm like, oh wow. Hey, yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah,
1: nobody remembers how much money you made or how much success you had, but they do remember what problems you created them or what problems you
0: solved. They do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my thing is just you know be a good person on this earth and um, kind of going back to Ten Commandments. Where if very well, if I'm wrong, in in my my brain, I look at it like this: that when I'm at the pearly gates and Saint Peter, is it Saint Peter or Saint John? Saint Peter. Well, right? there's both are both are saints, yeah. <laughs> well, who's the guy that holds the holds the gate? Is it Peter? Pete, well, oh, there's, some, there's some debate on that one. <laughs> well, in any event, whether it's John, Peter, Paul, Mark, Luke, you know, all all these guys, um, when they call my name in this long line and they look and they say, well, you know, Barry, um, well, he didn't believe in us. He didn't believe in Christianity whatsoever. But, you know, he was a good person. He didn't kill. He didn't steal. He did covet, but that kept the economy going. Okay, he's got an 80%. Let's let him in. And honestly, <laughs> even though I don't believe that, I know that's a common <laughs> belief. And I've been told
1: by people all over the world— you know as i've stated my conviction is the only way that you get into heaven is by confessing your sin and and, re, and turning away from it and receiving christ but mm-hmm. i've met people by the literal thousands and thousands that have adopted that same thought process and do believe that as long as you know the scales come out and as long as my good outweighs my bad and and that is a common belief not just among atheists but among people that even go to churches you know mm-hmm. so one of the things that stood out to me i'll never forget this um When we became friends, we became friends not because I was a preacher and you weren't, or I was a Christian. I didn't know, I didn't know whether what um, your religious beliefs were. Mm -hmm. I just liked you. Yeah. And um, and so um, you had actually we had already kind of become friends, and you'd come over and watch a few different sporting events with the family, Mm -hmm. and. um, I'll never forget the night that, I don't even know how it came up, but it Uh-oh. came up and you revealed that you were an atheist. That was my coming
0: out party. Thank you for Yeah, that, yeah, the yeah, the coming out <laughs> party, exactly.
1: And and so I remember that the next time you came over, and I can't quote you verbatim, <laughs> but it was something like this. Jay, I really thought once you found out I was an atheist that, and you didn't say end our friendship, but you made it, made it crystal clear that you thought, once I found out that you were an atheist, that that was going to change the nature of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I one of the things that meant the most is you said, it didn't. I see that you think no different, no more, no less of me, mm-hmm. that we've still maintained a friendship in, in spite of. And, and I, I clearly told you, I remember that night in the driveway when we were talking, that... I'm not going to lie, and I'd say it today. I mean, my desire for you is, and I told you this, I would love to see you become a believer. And I still believe that people like you who are not believers and who really systematically look at things and are very pragmatic, when those people become believers, they often become the most effective believers at all. And I Mm. told you, I said, I'm not befriending you to harpoon you. Uh, I'm not befriending you. I'm going to love you, and you're going to be a buddy of mine regardless do I hope that for you? Yes, I do. I, I do. I pray for you. Mm-hmm. And and I, I want Jesus Christ to be a focal point of your life. But a person can't go into a relationship, me saying, well, I'm gonna have this covert mission to uh, reach Barry for God, but if he doesn't, then I'm gonna turn away. Or mm-hmm. you to have a covert mission, well, I'm gonna convert Jay to becoming an atheist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's just the wrong premise.
0: Oh, and- 100%. I... I- I enjoy the conversations with 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 all walks of life for the simple fact that I I don't I don't want anyone to subscribe to really anything that I say. I would hope that they go, you know what? Hey, that's a that's a good point you made. But part of part of my evolution is listening to various various opinions and going, hey man, you know maybe I'll apply that. But you know at the core of it, um, it it's. To me, it's very hard for me to wrap myself, my mind around a, a deity or um, any sort of supreme being. Um, I'm a very curious person, and I'll always—I mean—I'll pick up a Bible and go, "Hey, I wonder what this is about," and then I'll—I'll I'll think about it. Okay, what—what what was the driving force behind this scripture? Because again, in my mind, okay, Jesus was a guy, but he wasn't the savior. So you know, what was going on? But that's just my mind maybe I burned out my imagination fuse years ago and it's hard for me to suspend disbelief, but I'll always, you know, and, and with our conversations, with our relationship, I love the fact that we can talk about anything. Yeah, and, and, and if I do have a, Hey, you know, what did, what did, uh, what did old Paul mean or Mark mean? Or, you know, what Leviticus, I, I know some stuff about the Bible. It's just the way my brain works is uh, this is, this is stuff to keep order and you know, I'll keep my own order and just, be friendly to everybody.
1: One of the things I want to circle back to, and, and I, I'd made a comment earlier, which some people disagree with in the aspect of, you know, Jesus is either the son of God, who he said he was, or he's an imposter. And that, that, that conviction being based upon the fact that you can't be lying to people and misleading people and be a good person. And with that in mind, what is, and I know you mentioned the guy, Jesus, do you look at him, um, like as a teacher or like as a rabbi or like a prophet? Or do you see him as an imposter, somebody who made all these claims, but are not true?
0: Um, I think at one point I just thought it was, it was purely, you know, he was a guy and somehow he, he got the raffle and became the savior. Um, But now I just, I I think he's a guy. I don't really put any labels. I don't put a lot of value into really any of what Jesus is. He's just, he's a guy. Coincidentally, some people believe that he is the almighty supreme being. But he's also God, and he's also Jesus, and he's the Holy Spirit. So he's got this sort of like, he wears a lot of hats. And that's tough for my brain to think. Like, wait a minute. So God sent down his son, which is him, to die for the sins. And so... My brain starts picking it apart, but I, I it's, at, it's
1: interesting, though, hearing you share the
0: gospel because you just shared the gospel. <laughs> I, I'm 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 very fortunate that I did have a, a lot of people in my life that showed me, you know, their way of life, and, and I still get it to this day. I'll go see my grandmother, and she'll tell me, you know, well, you know, when Jehovah has Armageddon and this is going to happen, and I, I I smile, and if anything, I just I want people to if, if that's what makes them happy. You know, I, I want them to be happy and share that happiness with me, even though I'm, I don't subscribe to it. You know, I, there, there is a
1: in a small way, some similarity with my viewpoint on why I share the gospel. I mean, I want people to have peace. I want people to have purpose. I want people to have meaning. I want people to know forgiveness, because I believe even outside of a Christian context, Forgiveness, not having forgiveness, or giving forgiveness, is a cancer to the soul and the body. There, there is some 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 similarity, uh, you know, with that that I think is really important. You know, I think some people are going to listen to this podcast and go, "What's the purpose?" Well, for me personally, there are several. One of them is is rather than talking about how people need to be able to engage with others that have a different viewpoint on race relations, on uh, statues, on politics, um, religion. And you and I have talked about this, and not not to be bragging on our relationship, Mm -hmm. but— I like it. I I do, too. And honestly, (laughs) I'm I'm unashamed to say that if more people— whether it be in the political realm, the racial realm, the financial realm, the religious realm, would be able to do what you and I have done, which is mutually respect and listen to one another without a hidden agenda, Mm -hmm. without trying to coerce or manipulate then I believe that a lot of the problems that we're seeing take place in the country right now could be solved if two opposing—and I don't want to call us opposing because we're not— <laughs> but if two differing sides could come together and just engage to understand. You know, Jesus made this statement in Matthew seven twenty. He said— Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Now, he was actually using a metaphor, an illustration, a parable, so to speak, uh, of of using a tree. That obviously you can tell what kind of tree it is, but by what kind of fruit that that it puts off. But I've always liked to say that not only do you know them by their fruits, but you understand them by their roots. Mm. And I think understanding, again, whether we got an election coming up. Yeah. We've got uh, riots taking place all across the country. We've got the, the COVID situation. I mean, there, there's a lot of issues going on right now, and very few people are doing, and again, it sounds like I'm bragging on our relationship, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. If they would do what we did, I mean, again, I, I know the listeners, they're hearing this and thinking, I, you know, man, is it really legit? And, and it really is. Absolutely. And, and, and what I told Barry, and I know what he's told me, that regardless if Barry ever accepts Christ as his Savior. Barry is going to be a lifelong friend to me, and I know that he feels the same way. So I think one of the purposes of this podcast is not just telling people of how important it is to be able to sit down and discuss and learn and grow and be open-minded, but to give a real-life example of it. So, And I think it's important, too, at least from a Christian perspective, I think a lot of people may be intimidated or they don't know um, how to have a conversation with somebody who thinks differently than they do. And so I think that's another reason that a podcast like this is important. Um, as a evangelist, as a person who feels called to spread the good news, um, I think it's important for listeners to be able to not only learn how to engage in dialogue and openness and have an example of that, but even learn how and understand how to relate to somebody who has a different viewpoint.
0: I, I, and I, I agree with, with everything you'd said. I think there's a sense of vulnerability too. you know, people don't want to, to open up and go, you know, here, you're going to see everything about me. We, we constantly put up these walls and, and maybe that's some of the cause of a lot of anxiety and and depression that go on. Um, I I personally think, uh, especially with, with these uncomfortable conversations, and, and you know, you, you mentioned it earlier with race, politics, uh, there's, there's a lot of uncomfortable situations or conversations that, w- that we need to all have. Um, I look at it as a lot of the time when you have people from two differing views, and I can only say that because uh, I, I used to be this way, where, for instance, Jay has a fact, Barry has a fact, Jay has a fact, Barry has a fact. Well, at some point, somebody's going to run out of facts and then it becomes personal. And rather than go, hey, you know what? You got me there. I don't I don't I don't have a retort. I have no rebuttal. Let's move on to the next conversation. Then it becomes personal. And especially, you know, in the world that we live in, nobody wants to feel dumb. And I notice that when I when I engage in conversations with people, they'll they'll agree with me if I I could give them two truths and a lie and they will agree to. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that because they don't want to seem like they're not in the know or that they didn't learn about this and rather than say hey what was that about Barry you know can you could you refresh my memory i, I, I seem to have forgot they will mindlessly agree and i th- i think that it's it's very tribalistic what we have going on right now i agree with that and and i just i love the fact that i mean historically we we, even texts it'll be like hey man what do you think of this and it'll be something as trivial as sports and and i love that that we have those conversations and i would encourage more people to you know not necessarily go out and find somebody that that doesn't agree with you but don't be closed off to something and give it an opportunity and who knows where that blossoms where that grows yeah well even the listeners didn't get to hear it but even
1: before today's podcast um, Barry's been in Seattle seeing family and I have my viewpoints on the, the tensions that are going on in Seattle and, and the riots that are going on there. And before we actually got on here, I wanted to hear Barry's opinion. I mean, I legitimately wanted to know what is someone from the Seattle area? What are their thoughts? And so anyway, I, I think it's important. An- another reason, uh, reason of doing the podcast, the third thing that I, if I have to narrow it down to three things, and I think there's many reasons is, mm-hmm this whole process, and I mentioned it earlier, of the importance of building bridges. And, and and I've got some thoughts on, from a Christian viewpoint, of what are some of those steps. Barry, do you have any thoughts off the top of your head, or what are some of the ways to build bridges uh, where people of opposing beliefs, as you and I have, are able to in spite of that, not build walls, but build a bridge?
0: I think right now, um, if, there's, if there's one thing that comes to my mind, and I don't know whether it's generational or if it's um, just people are, are, are moving this avenue, but it seems like when you go into a discussion, and I like to say conversation, discussion, um, dialogue, there's a sense of, in the back of their mind, they want to own you. You know, own, own, own is a term that, you know, oh, own, cancel. They're, I mean, they're, they're buzzwords. And that is that is a combative thing. You know, that's, hey, I'm going to go into a conversation, but it's going to be a battle and I'm going to beat them. And for what? What I mean, what does is, what is that solve? You win the How argument you, and you lose a friend. Yes, yes. And at the end of it, like, shouldn't we be trying to cultivate more relationships and go, hey, man, I haven't heard from this person, follow up with them. But there is a mentality of own. You know, oh well, Jay and I differ on things. Well, I'm going to tell him about you know my opinion. Well, what what does it solve? Like, if anything, that's that's putting you know C4 on the bridge and trying to destroy it. That's right. That doesn't. That's not productive. Well, again, if you win the argument
1: but you lose a friend, what have you really gained? And and I like the word that you used. Um, now it's escaped me, but. Uh, Own or cancel? <laughs> well, actually, it was it was talking about you know forging or, or I'm using the word forging relationship. I can't remember the word. Cultivate. That. Yeah, cultivate. cultivate. I, I think, I think that's a huge part of, of the bridge building. Uh, cultivate forging relationships. I think another aspect is obviously, and we talked about this today, is listening without an agenda. Mm. I mean, again. Some, some somebody might say, "Well, Jay, you do have an agenda. You already admitted that you want Barry. You pray for Barry, and you want Barry to one day become a believer. Yes, I do. But I don't have an agenda in the aspect that I'm allowing. I'm willing to allow that to destroy the relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't have it to the point that I'm I'm willing to try to prove my right my rightness and your wrongness. Huh. I don't have it to the point where I'm willing to separate because of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even call it agenda. It's a prayer. It's a desire." Okay. But it, 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 it has no long-term bearing on our friendship. I think another thing is is um, honestly caring. You know, Oh, yes. I mean, it, it being a, my dad and my grandfather, one, somebody said, I don't know, uh, people don't care how much you know. They care how much you care. And, and I really believe that. And I think when there is, uh, I remember even talking to my grandfather who was not someone that I would have considered a believer and how intimidated I was to go and speak to him. But he was willing to listen to me. The reason that he was is because I came from a place of genuine love for him. He knew it wasn't me trying to prove how right I was and how wrong he was. He knew it wasn't me trying to manipulate a conversation. It was because I love him. I think that's really, really important. And developing that whole process of relationships don't just happen. It's no. a process of any relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a co-worker, there's that whole process that It's like a bank account. You can't take out of what you don't put in, and and you've got to develop it. And then you've mentioned a couple of different times in today's podcast the willingness to have those uncomfortable conversations. Now, for you and I, the truth of it is they're no longer uncomfortable. I mean, they're really not. I think in the initial time for both of us, there's a little bit of maybe, I know there was for me, I don't want to speak for you, but reluctancy of, man, I treasure Barry's friendship, and I think there are things I can gain from it, but I don't want to lose it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I also have this conviction and I care about Barry. And as a person who cares about Barry, I feel obligated to at least share what I believe to be eternal truth. Mm-hmm. And so there was a hesitancy there initially for fear of what might that do to this relationship. But but again, I think part of that whole bridge building is that willingness And thank God in our case, and it shouldn't in any, it didn't cost the relationship, Mm -hmm. but the willingness to say, because I mean, let's face it, everybody who's an atheist is not going to be willing to listen to Jay louder. And everybody who is a believer like I am is probably may not, may not Mm -hmm. be willing to listen to an atheist. It should be, but those are some thoughts I had. And I just didn't know if you had anything else as we kind of come to a close on today's podcast of things that people might do in order to be able to connect, relate, dialogue,
0: it, it, it goes back to it goes back to communication. And sometimes you have to over communicate. And I mean, if it is in the, the early stages of, you know, um, cultivating that relationship, planting those seeds, you know, there are some social cues that you can pick up on. And I realize some people don't have social cues or, you know, they're on a spectrum and, and, and things kind of get lost in translation. But sometimes it's just it's that vulnerability to open up and say, you know what, um, I, I know you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion, but Would it be okay if we had this conversation? You know, and and, and I know we've done it just in passing. Is it okay if I, you know, if I tell you a little bit of something? Absolutely. Sure. You know, it's important to you. It's important to me. You know, that's that's the and I love the respect that, that we have with one another. And I think, you know, moving forward for 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 listeners out there is to be able to say, hey, you know what? Just ask the question and and a lot of people are afraid to ask the question because for fear of well and that's that's the anxiety that's the anxiety coming into the into the equation but it's that ability to say hey can I have this Uh, can we have this talk and maybe they say yes and maybe they say no but say hey you know I know you said no last time but can, can maybe we have a conversation and once that answer is there then you can start building on it and go hey you know I know we're from different backgrounds but um for the sake of our friendship I you know I feel a good energy. I feel a good vibe with you. I'd like to get to know more of you. Can we continue having these conversations? And that is what builds the bridge. But it goes back to the respect, and it goes back to just asking a question. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't If there's one thing I could tell people, just ask. Ask the question. Right. It doesn't hurt. I think, the,
1: the, and you mentioned this word twice, and I think it's a great way to end today's podcast. Uh, in, in your last few sentences, you mentioned this crucial, critical word, that we're not seeing a lot of right now in any of these different arenas that we've discussed that are plagues in the nation. And it's the word respect. And I I can honestly say that I completely respect Barry as a person, and I respect his opinions, and I believe unequivocally he does mine. Now, that, that doesn't mean that Barry agrees with everything, obviously, that Jay says, and obviously it doesn't mean I agree with everything that Barry says. But we can still not agree on something and have a mutual respect for one another. And, and I'm totally convinced. I mean, I watch the news every night, and, and and I watch both of the major networks to trying to get a middle, trying to get a middle-of-the-ground viewpoint. But you see so little respect, and and I do believe that's a key issue. Hey, you can disagree, but you can still respect people, and respect always includes loving them. And, brother, I love you, and I appreciate you being a part of the podcast today. We look forward to having you back
0: on again. Well, thank you very much, Jay. I love you, too, and, and thank you again for this opportunity, and, and it's just it's great to be here. Thank you again.
1: Thanks for listening to the Jay Ladder Podcast.
0: Don't forget to connect with us through
1: social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Also, you want to remember to subscribe to our podcast.